0: Hey guys, have you uh ever been camping? Yeah, you have. Like, like true
1: in a tent camping?
0: Yeah, like in a tent outside, like not out, just in your front yard, but like actually somewhere in the wilderness in a tent camping.
2: Yes, of course.
0: You have
1: no really. <laughs> Not in a tent. I've done some of like the camping cabins and not like a, not like a, not like glamping. I mean, like a KOA ones where it's like a one room with a bed in it. That's, that's about as good as it got. And I think it's <laughs> amazing. I had no idea where we we're going to start with this. Give you a little inside scoop. I'm sure you have a follow-up question, Didi, but in my camping experience, uh, I had... <laughs> <laughs> frozen chicken patties that I grilled because there was no other way to heat them up. Threw them on a charcoal grill. What a time. So no, ever since then, never been back.
2: Okay, so Dan Dan has camped in a townhouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one in my backyard was more camping than, than that. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I have never camped, but last night we did something that made us feel like we were camping. Our microwave broke. On Saturday. And I went to go make popcorn last night. While we were watching The Bachelor. And I was like, wait. We don't have a microwave. How the hell we do this? Siobhan was like, oh. Just like open up the bag and pour it in the thing. And like put it on the stove. I was like, this is crazy. So she does that. And I was like blown away. Completely <laughs> blown away. And I was like, this is like we're camping. Because I've never been camping. I was like, this is like we're camping. And she's like. No, it's not. There's, <laughs> there's no stove. But that's honestly, I was like, this is what it was like back in the old days. You know, they made popcorn with a stove over the fire. Yeah, just old school way. Uh, wow, I, I
2: hate to break it to you guys, but I, I've been camping a lot, <laughs> and I've never made homemade popcorn at a campsite. <laughs> you
1: know, popcorn and talk about the
2: Bachelor. Come that's on. Not- Modern Day camping. <laughs> yeah, that's never, that's never been my experience. That really,
1: hey, well, me we put the frozen chicken patties on here first and then we can do the popcorn and then we can uh, <laughs> throw it around the fire for a couple of stories. That's camping with me and Didi, apparently.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> but what do you do when you're camping then? If you don't, if, if you don't make popcorn on the fire, like, what do you, like, what is camping like? Because I have no idea, which is why I'm asking this question to, I guess just Chris, cause Dan doesn't help. <laughs> no.
2: uh, camping in terms of food. It's, it's not terribly different from like a tailgate because you normally bring like a small pro- propane grill and then you can make like burgers and hot dogs and stuff. You could also just make a fire and then roast a hot dog. I've done that in a, in an actual campfire, but uh, yeah, you
0: know, but no popcorn.
1: No, <laughs> no, I bet you they're uh, Diddy. I bet you they're roasting popcorn over a hot fire at those uh, Coachella camping sites. They that's that's where they're camping out with popcorn. There for sure. We don't even do that though. We don't even do that. We've been there four times. We don't even. We've never even discussed it.
0: No, never. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't I'm not the camping type. I feel like anyone who knows me knows I am not the person who's going to be out there camping. Like that's not me, which is why I honestly thought like camping was making popcorn on the fire. Yeah, with fire. I associated that with camping.
2: <laughs> I don't know how
0: Yeah, I I don't know. You're going to
2: need to bring some equipment with you if you want to cook popcorn on,
0: on a campfire. <laughs> Yeah, I'm never camping. I know nothing about it. Well, guys, let's start the brunch breakdown. <laughs> what's amazing. up? It's Dede out here in Los Angeles. We got Chris and Dan in Pittsburgh, and we have a great show, guys. And I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, so everything we say might not matter to you, just like it did <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about uh we got we got two questions that dan is going to ask we'll keep it a secret hashtag dan's choice coming back for the brunch breakdown we'll be talking about nickelodeon saving football broadcasts that's right talk about that coming up and also we're gonna talk about uh if we could stage a coup on anything what Would it be because you know, some stuff happened last week? I don't know if you guys turned on your TVs or not, saw some stuff, but you know, we'll talk about that. But, uh, guys, let's first get it started with the way we love to get it started, Bruise Day. Chris, get us started. What are you drinking this week, sir?
2: All right, well, uh, I am once again not 100% sure what I'm drinking. Uh, because if you've listened to any recent episodes, uh, number one, I'm too scared to go outside, so I don't go to beer pickups anymore. I certainly don't go to restaurants or bars. So I'm left with all of the stockage that I made happen in my beer fridge before things got really, really, really COVID bad. So uh, I have another German beer. Uh, it says <laughs> the German streak's alive. I'm done with the yeah. marshmallow. It's the German streak is alive. <laughs> I didn't have time to look this one up, so I don't have any fun facts about it. Uh, it, it it looks pretty intense. It's called wow. Turbo Prop. It's an Imperial Pilsner, which I don't believe I've ever tried an Imperial Pilsner before.
1: Interesting.
2: And uh, it says Propeller Beer on it. That's what I'm drinking this week. That's, uh, that's all the good stuff that I got for you. It's from Costco too. Wow.
1: Give me, give us a first, can you give us a first sip analysis there real quick? I'm very interested to hear something. Break it down for us. What's in the nose? What do you get?
2: I have no clue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sophisticated palate. (laughs) Does it it taste like beer? (laughs) It's a beer
2: yeah this is uh you know not for nothing it's got a beer flavor to it okay Mm. that's step one that's the first check yeah there's no marshmallow i can confirm no marshmallow but uh yeah we'll give it a try today and uh (laughs) boy oh boy do i hope this vaccine rolls out quick because i am running out of beer over here boy
1: (laughs) i i hope for you too and if that taste changes throughout the episode please if you can give us something else would love to love to hear that but we'll go with it's a beer
0: (laughs) okay well chris is drinking a beer all right chris we'll we'll
1: we'll bring the beer to the camping site then i think Didi and i will take care of the beer when we go camping
2: (laughs) (laughs) that works you can (laughs) take care of
1: everything else (laughs) (laughs) literally everything else
0: I'm bringing the popcorn, don't worry. You're right. <laughs> I got the, the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right boys. Well, uh since I was talking about my uh watching of The Bachelor, I was drinking some rosé last night, so I brought some to the brunch breakdown. Yay. Little Sophia Coppola, Cop- Coppola, sorry. Sophia Coppola rosé that I was drinking during The Bachelor last night because, you know, it's my thing on Monday nights and it's hell of a season, guys. Hell of a season so far. Two episodes in, some real crazies. And some just some very fine women on this on this episode, on this like just season of The Bachelor. So check it out. Sophia Coppola, Rose. If you're running through your aisle looking for some some wine or some rose, grab some Sophia Coppola. Trust me on that one. Rose and popcorn. That's an interesting little duo there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how we get down.
1: I mean, on Monday night, I'm watching Monday Night Raw. I don't know if that would really go super well together, but uh, you know, maybe there's a future in that. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Brian, always, no say. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll try to bring something a little bit more descriptive to the table. Uh, the beer I have here t- uh, today is from uh, Grist House Berea. Feature them. It's been a little while since I've had a Grist House uh, on our Brews Day podcast, and they just released a brand new sweet stout. Um, that's right. It's a sweet stout called Phantom Drifter, and the can is absolutely badass. Uh, by the way, um, but this stout has uh, chocolate in it naturally as most stouts would. You've got vanilla and a lot of hazelnut in this, which really, really makes it kind of unique and interesting. I think hazelnut's often a difficult flavor to get through. In stouts in particular, usually the either it's coffee or chocolate can overpower anything in a stout. Uh, especially hazelnut, but they really were able to get the hazelnut to come through here. And it's interesting because it's only a 4.9 ABV. So you think I'm thinking to myself, there's no way in hell I'm drinking a stout on a Tuesday afternoon as we record this. Cause we're usually in the nine 10, 11 range with the ABV, but this drinks like a Porter. It drinks really easy. It's really smooth. Um, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. Grist houses, they almost never miss on anything that they do. And this one's pretty unique. How it can pack a lot of flavor, uh, yet it's still, I don't want to call it thin, uh, but it is smooth and that, that low ABV makes it very drinkable. So Phantom Drifter from Grist House is what I got for us here today on Brews Day.
2: Nice. Phantom Drifter would be a cool band name. Ooh, I love that. That would be a great band name. Yeah. yeah. I like There's that. a lot you could do with that. Probably an emo to- band, but a band. Yeah.
0: You guys have some great cans this week. I will say, great cans this week. It's the beautiful. can art is just beautiful. That's beautiful. It's just, just look at that. Yeah, both are, yeah, beautiful can. I've got like can a half dirty underrated, glass underrated, for my kitchen.
1: Underrated, under, <laughs> underrated art. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, boys, cheers! Cheers. All right. Well. Oh yeah. Let's get some stuff off our chests. Very excited about this one this week. So I will get started. All right, guys. Again. I love coronavirus, all right? <laughs> I love it again. Quarantine and coronavirus, I really think, is saving saving families. I think it is. I think it's saving friendships. I think it's saving families. I think it's amazing. Here's the reason why. Last week was wild, okay, because of what happened at the Capitol and just other stuff. And it led to a lot of people saying a lot of really dumb things on the internet. And I can only imagine what that would have been like if you were at somebody's house, if this is a regular weekend. You guys are watching the NFL because there were six games on. So this was gonna be a big weekend of people just kind of like, you know, come over to my house, gonna be watching the game, go over to my house, be watching the game, stuff like that. National championship also. So you're gonna get a lot of opinions, a lot of people talking, a lot of people saying how they feel about various protests that have gone on throughout the year. And I'm telling you guys, seeing it on Facebook from your cousins or uncles or aunts or in-laws or whatever. It's a lot different than hearing it in person. Telling you, coronavirus, quarantine, saving families, saving lives. Again, I love coronavirus. It has done more good than harm. Well, okay, let me take that back. It's done a lot of good. (laughs) It's done a lot of good. Done a lot of harm. But it's also done a lot of good. Because in 2022, when we all can see each other, no one's going to be talking about any of this. No one's going to be talking about any of this stuff. But right now they are, and they were last summer too. And I'm telling you, coronavirus saving lives. So, shout again to Corona.
1: The only podcast, the only podcast that'll guarantee that content each and every week.
2: Yeah, I, at this point, I like. I don't want to speak for Dan, but <laughs> I think I know where you're going. You're putting us in a hell of a position over here, (laughs) Dee Dee. Because normally we do the opening thing and like you rant something, and then everybody says something back. I don't know what me and Dan are supposed to say about your love of coronavirus,
0: but you know, you're consistent. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what I want you guys to say after I say that because it is kind of awkward. Even when I'm like talking, I start to think like, wait, I shouldn't be saying this this way. (laughs) But I'm telling you, just if you think about it coronavirus it's it it's saving families and friendships it really is no further comment
1: (laughs) chris how's that beer over there you got
2: (laughs) german you say (laughs) how do we change the subject yeah Yeah, go go ahead transition out of that one (laughs) yeah
0: Chris, get it off
2: your chest. I'll Go. bite the. I'll bite the bullet here. Um, I would like for people to stop trying to predict, like when the sports are going to be shut down or how long they will or won't last. Uh, hockey's about to start. Basketball, the NBA just started college basketball recently started and I've seen just way too much about like, Oh yeah, but how, you know, when are they going to get shut down? It's not going to last forever to all this stuff. And like, why, why are we going there? Can't, can we just enjoy the fact that there's like new live entertainment because there's not none of, there's very little of that elsewhere outside of the sports world. Um, I, you know, stop trying to rain on people's parades. I'm super excited. Hockey is going to be back. That's my favorite sport. What is going to happen? Games are gonna probably going to be canceled, right? Or rescheduled. Players are probably going to test positive and miss games, just like every other sport. But you know what? Every other sport has played an entire full season. And uh, if they were able to get college football to have <laughs> those kids play like 12 games like Alabama did, or 13, however many they played, uh, you you can bet your bottom dollar that these paid athletes are going to play a full season, whatever that looks like. I don't know. Um, and it's okay to just enjoy it. Like I get a lot of people are still freaked out about all this stuff. They're scared. And, um, maybe that's a way to like kind of get some of that out, but it's okay to enjoy it. And I'm very much looking forward to sports coming back. And, and, and I think that's like probably the better mindset. So that's what I have.
1: I like that. Yeah. You're, I'm hearing a lot of that too, especially with <clears throat> the way that things have started with the NBA. And like you said, Chris, the NHL, not that far behind. I feel like we've already been through this part of it with the restart. And so just to have it like, it's the new reality. Yeah. Like you said, games are going to get canceled. Game's going to get postponed. Let's not project so far to the future where we're then predicting when it's going to get so bad. It has to be shut down again. Could it happen? Uh, who knows? It's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, at this point, um, but it's it's nicer to just kind of live in the moment and realize we weren't that far long ago where we had no sports whatsoever. And all of these leagues and things are doing what they think is best uh, in trying to be safe as possible to try to restart these things and have them finish their season, which, like you said, everybody's been able to do so far. So positivity. I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because it's kind of annoying. It was interesting in the summer, you know. When it was like when we were first going through this with the, you know, with the NBA, with the NHL, I was like, oh, man, are this how long are they going to be able to do this? How long are they going to? And with baseball, how crazy that whole thing started. And then they kind of figured it out until the end. So I, I'm with i with you. I wish people would kind of stop speculating because I think the professional sports, I have my issues with college. I don't know if I think they should be playing, but like there's too much money on the line. It, all these things are going to be played. It, whatever way they do it, like the NBA just released all these different new things that they have with like cool down seats and what, and like you have to wear a mask when you're when you get taken out of the game after like five minutes or something like that. And, um, I, I don't know. It seems like they're just going to put them in sumo suits, or they're going to put them in bubbles, and they're like, "We're getting this money. We are putting seventy-two games on television, and we are going to get this money." So, like, it's it's our reality now. It's like, what's going to happen? And hopefully, next season, we don't have to have all these conversations. But you know, it's pointless saying they're going to stop because they're not going to stop. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not
2: stopping. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, and and it sounds like. You know a lot of the leagues that are just starting up now, like they already know they're going to end up losing money this year. But you, you better believe they're going to try and make that, you know, minus number as small as as humanly possible. So, thousand um, percent. Just enjoy the sports, enjoy them. I know I am.
0: I'm with you on that.
1: I love it, Dan. Get um, it off your chest. Beautiful transition. Speaking of enjoying sports, I don't think many people were able to do that Monday night, and I really, really wanted to get off my chest. <laughs> to go into this hole. I told you so with Ohio state, it was a blowout. You should have watched Monday night raw. They were throwing fireballs in people's eyeballs. It was a way better watch. I think I predicted something like, yeah, yeah. Check it out. I'll send you the clip. Uh, I think I said something like 56 to 10 and it's going to be over. Whatever. 52, 24 close enough. Thanks for coming. Game would have been closer with Clemson in it, but I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm actually not going to go there. I, I wanted to go a whole rant on it, but I'm, I'm not. I had to say that. Um, so going to the world of television, uh, you know, subscription services are everything right are now, right? You know, people are cutting the cord. Uh, Netflix is dominant in that market. Uh, Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube TV, the list goes on and on and on and on, right? And a lot of those have been to provide exclusive access or new things, right? Uh, Disney plus, for example, you're getting access, exclusive access to old, uh, Disney movies and things like that. Um, some of these other things in Netflix, you get Netflix only made shows and things like that. But a recently released, uh, streaming service last week, discovery plus was just released. And if you've watched any channel, hosted by that family of networks, which is a number of them, HDTV, The Food Network, Discovery, National Geographic, the list goes on. You have seen that promotion loud and clear and blasted in almost a quarter of your television screen while watching any of those shows. So you know it went live. The problem that I have with it is that they're now taking some of my shows that I pay cable for and taking them off and putting them on their subscription service. This is where I have a problem. I will pay for exclusive content and new content, things like that. But when you take Restaurant Impossible off of the Food Network, you're going to ruin my Thursday nights for a long time, and I'm not paying extra because that's why I'm paying cable. That's why I'm holding on to cable for these things. So don't don't take away what's already there. Offer me new. Offer me other exclusives that aren't around. But keep everything else that's on cable already on cable I know this is, this is like the next step into the future. And this is like the one that I think is breaking the ground where, like I said, all these other subscription things, they're not doing this yet. This is the first one that I'm fearful that next domino is going to fall. They're going to take things off of cable television, put them on their subscription services and cable is done whatsoever. We all know that that's going to come at some point, but when you took restaurant impossible away from me now, I just, I just got upset and I had to get out that off my chest.
2: As a final
0: straw, that was it. That was it. Dude, you know what I hate about it is that, like, they've got the Discovery Plus ads so big on the screen. So, like, when I'm watching 90 yes. Day Fiance, they've got it, they've got the Discovery Plus ad at the top of the screen and at the bottom of the screen. It right. takes up, like, oh, it literally takes up like a fourth of the screen of them t- telling you to subscribe to Discovery Plus. It's ridiculous.
1: It's way too much. Yeah. If you didn't know, it, it, all you have to do is watch one of those channels for a few moments and they're, Advertising, the hell out of it, and it's what five ninety nine four ninety nine a month doesn't seem like much that you get a lot access to a lot of different things, but if they take House Hunters off of HGTV and put it on Discovery Plus, then I'm going to be furious. So they would never. They- <laughs> so would again, you- fearful for the future of of TV, and that's that's where we're going. We're getting there a little quicker than I want because we're all going to end up paying for individual. Uh, channels or subscription services and cable is just going to be Tony Romo and the NFL and CBS. That'll be it. <laughs> well,
0: That's there. it. That's what I got. But have you messed with, have you been on discovery plus? Do you have it?
1: No. Cause I don't, I think I'd have to access it only, uh, online right now. I don't, we don't have, uh, our cable service and our, uh, uh, smart TVs haven't, uh, don't have it active yet. So I think maybe once that happens, that makes it a little bit more, uh, a bigger incentive to do that because you get a lot. You do. You get a lot and it's not that much. So I'll probably be a sucker and get it.
0: Dude, it's, I mean, it's, there's nothing there yet. There's some Chip and Joanna stuff a little bit. That's not That's a good yet.
1: reason too. Yeah. That's a good yeah. reason. I love Chip and Joe.
0: Yeah. Not there yet.
1: Okay. Well, boys. Oh wait.
0: We got some topics off our chest. Now let's get into uh, what I think is a fun one, but other people may not find it to be a fun one. Um, there was a staged coup at the Capitol. Did you guys hear about this last week?
2: No, I saw tell on me Facebook.
0: more. I saw yeah, on uh, <laughs> a bunch of really angry people, you know, they just ran up in the Capitol and staged a coup to do what? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know what they saw selfies with police officers. We saw people taking things from the Capitol, but I'm like, I don't know where it goes from there, but it got me thinking after I saw that picture, that hilarious picture of the guy taking the, like the, the podium, which um, a lot of people the- thought his
1: name was Via
0: Getty because of the tweet that said Via Getty.
1: And it showed, it was the description of the picture. And everybody thought that guy's name was Via Getty walking <laughs> out with the speaker's podium. It was trending on Twitter, I swear to you. <laughs> I'm slightly <so laughs> serious. They thought his name was Via Getty. Because <laughs> the tweet started with that. Via Getty walking out of, podium, of Capitol with Podium. And the comma, just people thought it was his name. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you need to look at Didi's Dee face right now. <laughs> By the way, you can find the Brunch Breakdown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, <laughs> SoundCloud, Stitcher, every Wednesday. Hit subscribe. Full videos on YouTube every Wednesday. YouTube and Facebook uh, everywhere at Brunch Breakdown on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us there. But back to what you were saying. Via Getty. They thought his name, the bearded guy, yeah, was Via Getty.
0: I guarantee you 99.9% of the people who think that that guy's name is Via Getty are the same people who tell you the media is the worst. Guarantee it. (laughs) Guarantee it. Like, I I, thousand percent. Those are all those people. We, We already know what they say. But anyways, it got me thinking, if you could stage a coup to take over something, someplace, anything, what would you stage a coup? Would you get your crew of people dressed up in costume to take over? What would you stage a coup? Chris, go for it. Uh, the NFL replay booth. <laughs> 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 I
2: love it. I love Very it. Very nice. Very because nice. Because nobody is satisfied with the reviews that they make and the final decisions that they make. And we also have no f- freaking idea what happens there what you know what are they saying behind the scenes for one I want to know that and then I want to storm in and tell them listen you guys are stupid here's the call and then just take it over from there and then we'll manage things it'll be fine it'll be a new world
0: I love, I love it, it. I, lo- I, I love the thought of there being one just ridiculous call probably a catch or something and you just running in there like everybody out we take over now (laughs) all of this. We handle it. We're done.
1: (laughs) And part of that takeover, Chris should be those retired officials that are on the, the networks that also almost always get it wrong and have horrible opinions and try to explain it and things like that. I'm bringing him up again. The man, John King needs to be the one doing that. John King needs to be the network guy with the screen going over the play. And you're trusting what this man is saying Every network needs John King doing that for the the replay booth so we can all at least have an understanding of what's going on a little bit better from Chris's side of the new replay booth. I love it.
2: Yeah, we'll take it over. They won't know. And then when they throw to whoever, it'll be maybe it'll be CNN's John King. Maybe it'll be me. And I'll tell them what the call is.
0: The actual. Yeah, what's actually yeah. happening. Great. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> the fumble in the bills game. Did you guys the the yeah. the fumble the non-call that that should have ended the game but didn't Yeah. There were two things to that. One, obvious fumble. Two, it took 10 minutes. Yeah. Way like, too long. If you can't see it. Okay, so if you don't want to make the call after like 3 minutes, okay, then just don't make the call. Yeah. Like what, what were you doing for those other 7 minutes? Of, what were you looking at? Right. That's a that's a great point
1: because now they what they you know, they don't the head official doesn't always go over and look at a screen and stuff like that anymore. Right. They have a guy that comes out, gives them a headset. Sometimes they're looking at something on a tablet when they used to have to go over and go under the hood. Quote unquote, there was a timer on that thing. You remember they had like two minutes and it turned off. It just like
2: magically disappeared that whole thing. And once again, yeah, we were never told why we were never (laughs) given any transparency in the process. The litigation process (laughs) What a Dude. Sh- there it is. Tell you, I'll tell you what, man. I know. Clip that because we're going to get. We'll stage a coup. Okay. I love I'll, it. I'll get an army. I'll get an army to to storm the replay
0: booth. I promise you. Ooh, Chris is about to join parlor and get it together. They're storming <laughs> the offices in New York. It's happening. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, because uh, this, I because I asked, because I, I always like, when I do these like the open or just like these random questions, I always ask my wife first to see what she says. And it started a fun conversation in my house. So I was like, got to do this. I would stage a coup on a resort. Honestly, I want to stage a coup on a Four Seasons somewhere nice in Hawaii. That's what I want to do. The Four Seasons... In Hawaii, there's like one on every island. So it doesn't matter which one. I want to stage a coup or all of them. I want to take it over because I miss vacation so much. And that's the first place my head went to, especially just wanting a vacation from all the COVID news and everything else going on. I want a vacation. And I'm just thinking staging a coup with a select group of people, not just anybody, and taking it over. Just going in there and just saying, no, no, this resort is now the Dudley resort it is no longer the four seasons we have taken it over and your that's staff a, has to that's say.
1: amazing that's a i didn't think of it in such a positive light <laughs> <laughs>
2: how did so i
1: cool. that's a great it way to think about it
2: yeah my my mind was all about like i'm angry what what am i angry at and then i'm storming that thing but that that's a great idea that's right oh. That's going to have oh, yeah. me
1: thinking a little bit more, yeah, on the fly. Because I was with you, Chris. That I went angry. I went angry. I'm taking over, and we're taking down PNC Park, and we're taking over the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's how <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of it. For this whole town, this city, to have to watch this miserable organization fumble its way through the bottom of the barrel of Major League Baseball uh, in just horrible, horrible fashion. We're taking over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bob Nutting, the owner, is out. We're cleaning house. We taken over. Uh, yeah, we're doing this thing right. We're doing this city good by means. And we'll dress like pirates when we come in and do it that way and take it over <laughs> in real fashion. So, yeah, that was first thought for me was what makes me angry. And and that seems to be uh, an easy one that's been lingering for a, a long, long time. So interesting to go on the positive note there, Didi. That's...
0: Hmm. guys. See, but this is why it's the brunch breakdown, guys. We all have different opinions. The pirate thing, though, how I don't know how that could actually happen. Like we're all at home bored. Like, I feel like something you could actually make that happen. If you really tried, you might go to jail, but if you tried I don't think you
2: would in Pittsburgh.
0: (laughs) I think even the cops
2: are pissed. I think like the government officials are pissed. I I think that you could get by and kind of across the board. I think that that would be one of the only approved coups in American history. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. You got a lot of people on your side.
0: Yeah, because hmm. it would be a lot. Because I, I do feel like the news coverage would be a lot different. Because, like, the helicopters would be going across. They'd be cheering. Yeah. On Headlines would the, coup, and, uh, like, <laughs> have,
2: uh, the Zambelli family would just send a barge of fireworks over. and <laughs>
0: <laughs> Like Bob Pompiani would be on the news wearing a Pirates jersey saying he stands yeah. with the coup. <laughs> i love it
1: yeah. oh that's perfect what else you guys got you any others that uh made you angry or uh potentially happy i guess
2: now i'm thinking like i want to storm with but the so this is kind of like dds where it's like with a select with a vet, with a hand-picked group of people um i want to I want to take over a brunch buffet and just be able to have brunch with my friends, you know, and like not have to worry about strangers being in there and picking at the food because we took it over. This is our food. Let's have some brunch and we'll leave when we want to leave. Okay. We'll have as many mimosas as we want.
0: I like it. That's great. I'm here for that.
2: Yeah. I love the positive twist.
1: Um, I'm gonna go angry again. I have another. <laughs> I have another one. Uh, MTV taking over MTV, and we're going back to music. I'm so sick of what's happened to MTV, and there was even a glimmer of hope at one point. There was a sister station called Palladia, and it was phenomenal. Chris, yeah, you know, you guys, you both know what I'm talking about. They played live concerts and music videos and stuff like that all the time. It was great. You actually got music from something with the name music television in the title that has since changed. They, uh, made the switch. They just changed the name to MTV live and they took a lot of that stuff away and it pisses me off. They've got some kind of lame documentaries on there. They play music videos all the time, which is fine, but it feels like more like old VH one. I need my, I need my MTV. I need my old MTV back. Talk about subscription. Okay. Services. MTV reality can be its own. And those trash ash TV shows can be there and we can have some real music television back in our lives. So MTV, we coming for you. TRL, TRL version three. We're making it happen.
2: Let's go. Let's go.
0: I'm not mad at that one. That's good. I miss Palladia, man. That that yeah. was a good channel because it was great just like channel. that was a great channel. I'd have yeah. that on
1: for literally hours. I mean, they would play festivals and co- it was so great.
0: My uh, other one that I had was I want to stage a coup at, like, various cable companies. I want to just go in there and take it over and drop everyone's bill, like, in half. Because I swear to God, I was watching football this weekend and Spectrum just, like, went out. It's like in the middle of football, and this is not the first time or the only time that Spectrum goes out. So, you have it goes out, then you end up calling them, and then they figure it out at like the press of a button. So, somebody's sleeping on the job in there, <laughs> like somebody's sleeping all the time at Spectrum. And I have a big problem, and I want to know who that person is. And I think it's a bunch of people in there just sleeping on the job, especially on the weekends. When you're trying to, like, when you try to order, like, pay-per-view whenever there's the fight, it's always something that messes up and you end up having to call them. So then they're like, oh, oh sorry, man, just woke up. Let me hit the button. All right, yeah, turn to channel 605. It'll be there. No, I, I'm sick of that. I'm so sick of that because you pay so much for cable. You pay an insane amount of money for cable, and I want the bills cut in half. So I want to stage a coup at Spectrum, at Comcast, AT&T, DirecTV, whatever you got, stage a coup. Let's get this thing going. Let's bust through these walls. Let's go in there and get our bills cut in half. That's what we need. That's what the people want. I love it. I'm down.
1: I'm totally down with everything. That is so crazy. It's like with as much as you pay per month for cable, you think they could pay some better employees than I'd sit there and sleep on the job that's just watching them. Oh, my bad, dude. I hit the button by, you know, I was sleeping and in my my nap. I hit the button by accident. Crazy.
2: Why I'm is it? Isn't cable like everything else? Like you should pay for the amount that you use, right? Your water runs, you pay for as much water as you use, electricity, gas, all that type of stuff. You should get charged based on how many channels you watch in a month or how much time you have the cable on. That makes more sense.
0: And stop putting phone lines in, my, in our houses. We don't want them. Stop it. Stop making our cable bills cheaper by putting something that we don't use in our house. Right. (laughs) It's not helping anybody. (laughs) God. I hate it so much. But yeah, guys, Staging Coos. We got it. We got some good ones. We got some good (laughs) ones. (laughs) See, we can have fun doing this this ridiculousness. All right. Well, guys, let's go back into football from this weekend. Uh, Nickelodeon saved football broadcast for me. I am so doom and gloom when it comes to football broadcasts. I tweet about it every Sunday when something dumb happens, but Nickelodeon did it. They made a fun broadcast because I did not expect this to be this way. I thought they were kind of just going to simulcast the game and it would just be like a couple different people talking. No, they literally made their own broadcast. And I just thought that was like, I was like fascinated by it. Like the first down line, everything was colorful. The graphics were different. Everything was different about it. And I just, I, I I loved every second of that. And I watched that the whole game and the game wasn't even good, but I was like fixated on the fact that like they, it was like people were actually trying to make a fun football broadcast. I just loved it.
1: That's the biggest point of that DD is that that was like one of the, if not the lamest game of the weekend, right? The saints and bears and they made it one of the most entertaining. It's they, it was amazing. An amazing job that Nickelodeon did. I watched that the whole time. It was so much better, um, and it it showed on social media the range of people that were watching that broadcast. Right, people our age, people older than us that have kids. That that was probably aimed a little bit more towards you know, so if a dad has the the game on and their kids can uh, connect with Nickelodeon, watch Nickelodeon, that they find a connection there and people that grew up watching Nickelodeon. There were so many people that watched that broadcast and had so many positive things to say about it. Uh, Nate Bralson was amazing on that, uh, the gear that he kind of went into uh, for Nickelodeon. Ein Eagle's son um, yeah. did the play-by-play. I thought that was a really, really smart move. And yeah, all the graphics and just <coughs> the fun that they had with it was uh, was really, really well done. I think it had 2 million viewers uh for nickelodeon uh i know viewership was down across the board pretty substantially actually from last year for wild card weekend like in the 22 percent range down but uh nickelodeon had two million viewers for for that game and i thought it was amazing
2: yeah you know i uh i loved it and just for the sake of it being entertaining but um And it was like light, you know, it wasn't in the weeds about football, which we've talked about before. But I actually had uh, a call with one of my clients during that game and I hopped on and I said, yeah, I was just watching the NFL on Nickelodeon. And he, he was like, yeah, me too. And a cool thing that he mentioned was that he has younger kids, four years old, six years old. And he said, the nice thing about this is that they're actually explaining the game of football to my children. Whereas like, and I never thought about that before that like we've gotten so, so we dove headfirst in so deep with football and these broadcasts now that like the younger generation kids who you want to become fans down the road are listening to stuff that's just so way over their head on Sundays that they don't know. Like you could not comprehend like blocking schemes when you're six years old watching a football game. It's not necessary. And so- just that comment made me realize like, oh yeah, like th- they really should change a lot about broadcast based on using this as an example because they're probably losing younger fans just because it's too much. You know, the regular broadcast is too much and that- that's what I-, I I really love that about the Nick broadcast.
0: Yeah, and I, because I complain about this a lot and I think that we've we've made these sports like, And that's, I feel like it's like almost every sport we've made them so serious where it's so stat driven and so fantasy football. And so like, you have to like do this and know everything about whatever. Like there used to be blooper shows, like NBA had inside stuff. Like that's honestly the reason why I love the NBA so much is because inside stuff came on after cartoons on NBC or while after saved by the bell and stuff. Right. And like those shows were just fun and they humanized these athletes. And it felt like for the first time in a long time, that you had someplace that we were all watching and it was like, you know, they had young Sheldon coming up explaining like what a first down was. I thought that was cool. Nate Burleson, they were like, uh, Gabby, uh, the girl who was doing the color with them, she asked, what's it like to get tackled? And he was like, it's like falling down a flight of stairs. Yeah. When's the last time you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't hear that during NFL broadcast. And I'm like, why don't you, you know? Like that stuff's fun and colorful. And I, I just, I don't know. I just felt really good about that but yeah it's like you wonder why kids are like playing video games and like video gaming is like the most popular sport and all this stuff and it's like because like they get that they understand all that they're not like bored by you just constantly saying something about a stat or something about i don't know it just i don't know i understand that i felt it felt good watching that so you mentioning
2: that dd makes me think back to like when i was a kid i would watch sports center because it was super funny back then like with guys like Kenny Mayne and Rich Eisen and stuff, like they made jokes and St- Stuart Scott made it like really fun. Mm-hmm. And then I remember on the weekends, I think it was like 10 a.m., like what would follow sports Center was the show called The Sports Reporters, where it was like four old dudes yeah. sitting around a table talking about sports in way more detail than you ever needed. And I hated it. And I would always switch off as a kid. But like we've made the broadcasts the sports reporters, and that's a problem.
1: Yeah, we we give credit and put so much stock in like Tony Romo and Chris Collinsworth for how they like pull the curtain back on the game and talk into detail and like fans like us love that. We've been watching the game for so long and they're giving us things that maybe we don't even completely understand, but we like hearing and getting to know more about. But yeah, the younger fan, they're not connecting with any of that whatsoever. And so for them to put this twist on it was – so well done. Uh, really, really well done. Now, I, you wonder what the future of that is, you know, because it seemed like it, again, got a lot of positive feedback. Is too much of a good thing, uh, you know, a bad thing? You know, I don't know if this could be something that's done every week. Maybe it's playoffs only, and we look forward to it that way. What do you guys think of the future of that type of broadcast?
2: Well, I thought about that when I was watching the Nick broadcast cuz there was just so much good stuff happening that I thought this can't be this can't be the last time this happens. Like you have to imagine they're going to do this in some way shape or form moving forward. And uh I thought about like the remember, I mean the the first iteration of the XFL. Remember like there were camera guys running on the field and stuff. And there was like the cam that was like floated over the field. Like that had never been done before. And now it's in every NFL broadcast. Like I wouldn't be surprised if down the road, probably like you said, Dan, probably not like every Sunday next year, but like maybe down the road, we have like maybe a third color commentator that isn't in it the way a lot of these guys are in it. And and they make it a little lighter. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking during it too. It's just like you can't Nickelodeon is Nickelodeon. It does the slime. It's they have their own brand and all the stuff that they do, which I think I still think would be cool to do like, you don't know, three or four Sundays. You know what I mean? Out of the NFL season, you have like the Nickelodeon game of the week. Like, I think that would be cool. But like I think people just need to take certain things out of it no i don't need side-by-side graphics with alvin kamara and alvin from alvin and the chipmunk i don't need that but like it's stuff like that that people want you know what I mean? That, I, that I, I know that I want for sure. It's like there's not just one audience that just that, you know, played high school football and thinks that they're one injury away from being in the NFL, even though they didn't even play in college or whatever. Like, that's not everybody who watches the NFL. Like, some people want to watch it and have fun. And I just think people are going to notice what they did and take little things from that and maybe not be so just button just buttoned up not anything. it's just it, it just didn't need to be like that like i like the fact that like all three of them were wearing bomber jackets like i just yeah. there was just so much just a little loose feel about it all you know what i mean and then like the post-game interview with the kid and he's you know just asking them normal questions not the same dumb questions that they ask at the end of games like how did it feel out there <laughs> what it's right. like, oh, what? When, what was in your mindset when you did this? It's like, get, no, like, just they just want a playoff game. Ask them where they're eating after the game. Like, I, don't, like, I, don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just stuff like that that I think made that broadcast so colorful. And I think people can take stuff from it. I think so? I hope so. Felt good. Felt good. Happy you guys enjoyed that too. Well, guys, let's get into Dan's choice. Hashtag Dan's choice. He's got two. He has two topics that he was mulling over in the group message. And you know what? I like to put Dan on the spot. So hashtag Dan's choice. What's our next topic, sir?
1: Yeah, two really interesting ones uh, to pick from. But if it's Dan's choice, it's Dan's choice. And the one we're going to go with, gentlemen, is the chicken wars is what we're going to discuss here next. Okay. Uh, McDonald's has entered the chicken wars. If you've watched any TV, you've seen the commercials everywhere about Wendy's and KFC and everybody and Popeye's and the chicken sandwich war as it is. Um, And now that McDonald's is releasing three new chicken sandwiches next month, um, you know, you've got all these players in the game, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, like I mentioned. Um, And it's just, I had this, uh, I guess, it wasn't a conversation. It was kind of an argument uh, with good friend of the program, Brendan, uh who uh by the way brand new podcast that he started up uh check that out the legend status podcast he's over uh at legend status pod on twitter if you want to yell at him and tell him his opinions are bad because they are uh but check him out but meanwhile who has the best chicken sandwich of those national chains um and then we'll have a follow up question about what you guys want to see the next food war to be over by these change we were doing the chicken wars what should be that next food war so gentlemen who's who's got the best chicken sandwich out there of these national chains
0: it's Chick-fil-A and it's not close <laughs> do something else guys make burgers better Chick-fil-A that's they are the king of the chicken sandwich
2: there's uh, there's a number of different ways you can prepare chicken I don't know if you guys are familiar oh. with yeah interesting. Okay. Do tell. <laughs> and uh I feel like that's important, you know, because I think the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's is the best spicy chicken sandwich. But I think the best grilled chicken sandwich is from Chick-fil-A. So uh, you know, I I don't think you can just wholesale say this place has the best one because there's a lot of different ways to prepare it. I apologize to Wendy's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm offended. I'm personally offended, but other than that, it's fine. Didi. It's fine. You have a good
1: point, Chris. I tend to think that Chick-fil-A has the best too, but I, theirs is the best grilled sandwich for sure. It's the best grilled sandwich. Uh, and I haven't had the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet, but I'm willing to say right here, right now, that it will be better. It is better than Wendy's. And I like Wendy's a lot. Not I don't like Wendy's. I don't eat at Wendy's very often. I like in the world of chicken sandwiches, I like Wendy's a lot. Dan Specifically, likes it. A lot. A lot. Man, it's not like I eat Wendy's all the time. Um in the world of chicken sandwiches, I think Wendy's is a top is a top dog. It's a top contender. But I think I just have a feeling that Pop Guys is is doing it better. And it's it's something I need to try. It really is. I need to dive it's, in and really, really give Popeyes a chance.
2: Such a weird take. <laughs> like, I've never had this food, but I'm pretty sure it's the best. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> how do you know that? How do you-
1: I just have a feeling. I don't know. I just, I'll try to find some, t- I don't know when, <laughs> when I'll be able to go to a Popeyes ever again. We'll uh, <laughs> Put this in a pin for later in the year. We'll do a taste test on air, uh, see if I, I can like- pick up some Popeyes.
2: I'm willing to say it. I think it would be, I think I'll be pleasantly surprised. And then there's other chains, though, like Bojangles has some really good chicken. It's kind of national, but it's, I guess it's not everywhere. So does that count? I don't know. Right. Right. So interesting.
1: So the chicken wars are unleashed. We're seeing it everywhere, but it just had me also thinking, What else, what should be the next war over? I think, you know, burgers are done. Burgers are what fast food started with. Yeah, you already had the burger war kind of really, and I don't even think that's over. You got the chicken war. So I'll give you my idea of what I think the next food war should be over because we're really looking at these national chains, right? It's got to be something that you can get at a lot of different places across the country. I think it's time for the meatball war. I think it's time for the meatball war, okay? Okay. Because I think a lot of these places can produce meatballs with what they already have in their arsenal. So the burger places, the Burger Kings, the McDonald's, the Wendy's, they've got the beef. So they've got the beef ready and they can make meatballs. So it's just really focused around meatballs and meatball subs or meatball hoagies, if you will. That's how I judge a meatball the best is when you put it between some bread and slather some some sauce on it. But So they can do the beef. And then these chicken places that we talk about, the KFCs, the Popeyes, the Bojangles of the world, just ground that song bitch up, ground up that chicken. You can make chicken meatballs. Chicken meatballs are great. They really are. They've got a little bit more challenge there to them, but they've got a little bit more herbs and spices to work with as well. So let's go for the meatball wars.
0: What do you say? I mean, meatball fast food, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, because that's the other thing. That's the other thing. The only place you can get it right now is like Subway. And it's just, it's not bad, but it's not near. It's not good. It's, oh, I can get a meatball sub here, anywhere. It'll taste the same, but I want it to be better. And I feel like one of these places can make
0: it better. Uh, meatball, th- the problem with, all right. So even the Subway meatball sub, problem with that is if you don't live close to that Subway, that thing's falling apart as soon as you open up yes
1: rice. soggy soggy can't have it so someone's got to perfect this just a thought
0: yeah i don't know man i don't know if the meatball is gonna work but i will tell you what will work okay Fries. i think everyone needs to get their fry situation together because i think someone could take out mcdonald's has the best fries okay that's i i think they do i think they have the best fries i think somebody could take them out. It's been the same fry recipe for a billion years. I think if somebody focused on their fries, started a campaign about how they have the best fries, they could figure it out. But I don't know if people are even going to try there or if people are ready for that conversation. But McDonald's doesn't have to have the best fries. I'm telling you, they don't. Somebody could take them out.
2: I just feel like with the technology we have in 2021, like you got to be able to figure out like each other's recipes, right? The ingredient yeah. ingredients. Is that, so are, are, are all the places just like choosing to take their own unique take on French fries because they don't want to copy each other? Or like, what's the deal? Well, you got to hey, be able to put it. those fries into a something and find out what the ingredients are. Look at it this way. No one is even trying
1: to touch Arby's because they know that's a losing battle. But if they duplicate it, that opens things up completely for whatever that place is. If Arby's didn't have the curly fries, it'd be a little bit more difficult for me to get to Arby's every once in a while, but that's the game changer. But if somebody else had those, you almost write them off the map. Do they have a patent? Can you get a patent on a recipe? Uh, The Colonel does. The 11
2: herbs and spices. You're damn right. That's a patent. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody knows you have to, if you wanted to know, you could find out what those 11 herbs and spices are
0: yeah but like if you can't use them like if you know if the, oh, I colonel, what you're saying. Yeah. if the colonel walked into you know mcdonald's noticed that they were using the 11 herbs and spices he could sue them
2: yeah that's a good point that doesn't seem right i mean i can't go mean. to the grocery store i don't know i don't like that but i get what you're saying
1: I love the fry. I love the fry debate. You're right. I think everybody's kind of lazy with the fries. It's just like, ah, oh, we just want the cheapest potato, sling them up the thinnest we can and put some salt on it and whatever. People are going to come here for the other stuff and they'll just be fine with our fries. No, let me come there for the fries. I'm down with that.
0: I'm here for He's that. up on fry the salt, buddy.
1: <laughs> fry war. Hey, look at Taco Bell. They're diving in with nacho fries.
2: They're back. Okay. My turn. Let's I go. want tacos. Taco war. I want a taco war because you look at what Taco Bell does and the crazy ass ways Taco Bell makes us think that like the new taco is special from the old tacos. I want to see if we put all of our minds together as, you know, these national chains, what crazy shit we can come up with. That's what I want. I want a taco war and yeah, yeah, I'll try them. I'll try all of them because I love tacos.
0: What kind of shell do you want? Because Taco Bell keeps doing this Dorito thing, and I'm like, all right, it's old. It's jump the shark, guys. They keep bringing it back, bringing it in, and then they'll be like, oh, it's the it's the Cheeto shell. I'm like, no, that's it's the same shell. It's the, <laughs> same, the same shell. They just keep changing up whatever the uh, the potato chip is. So, yeah. what what kind of shell do you want?
2: Well, if we're talking about like what Taco Bell has, I was always a big fan of the hard shell, like inside the soft chalupa. So it's a little soft, but you got some crunch to it. I was a big fan of that. I think you got to
1: go soft shell across the board because of the same factor with the meatballs. That that thing, if you are waiting too long, that bottom crunchy shell, if you don't have your soft protective layer, like you're mentioning there, Chris, if you're just hard <laughs> shell only, that thing is a mess. And just all sorts of terrible. And it's like, a lot of people love Taco Bell, right? But like when you break it down, if you have Taco Bell, like when you're sober, it's really not that good. You know, if you're having it before, you know, 6 p.m., it's, scratch that, like 8 p.m., it's really not that good. So if somebody else has to be able to do it better. We need it all out Taco War.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think because like a Burger King kind of tried uh, to taco at one point yeah, and yeah. I don't think it, it got a lot of traction, but. I think if all of them Very just good. went in, we could do a taco bracket. It would be great.
0: I'm just trying to think of what variation of taco I want. Dude, like. Like a there big were like, taco? Sounds amazing, actually. Okay. Now we're talking. That's, now, <laughs> now we're here. Now we're here. Now, see, right? if we could take, a like, the best thing that uh, fast food restaurants do and make it a taco like a spicy chicken Wendy's taco.
2: Oh, let's go. Let's go. At I Wendy mean. on Twitter with this clip because she responds to people. That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cuz that That'd could be, be that might put Taco Bell under. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm spicy. saying. <sighs>
1: yeah,
0: we could yeah. Buy- cuz i was thinking this might be a little crazy until i now i'm thinking about what a chicken taco from chick-fil-a would taste like.
1: Oh, let's yeah, come on now. We're getting serious.
0: This is Yeah, you take the
1: best thing from each of those places and you turn it into a taco. We've got an all-out
0: war on our hands. <laughs> wow. This is good. Uh, we discovered man, something uh, here. Arby's would just be fries.
1: yeah i know i was trying to think arby's and that roast beef taco doesn't nobody wants that roast beef taco (laughs) no it would just have to be like arby's sauce and cheese (laughs) into fries i don't know
2: a new special it's a reuben in a taco yeah Ah, (laughs) arby's can stick since
1: arby's won the fry war they can stay out of this (laughs) they get a pass they don't have to dive in to the same with you, Long John Silver. You may be able to win over the like the, the the fish taco, and I love a good fish taco. But don't enter this competition, please. You can sit this one out.
0: Long Johns with tacos. Oh man, I mean, I try it. Like I, I've known <laughs> to, I I've, I've, I've try it, but I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, tacos. I did not know, think that tacos was going to uh, be the thing, the big thing that come out of this. But man, a Big Mac taco.
1: And all the See, oh, now I've got all these ideas on my head now. Like we, I, I was thinking, I'm thinking like pizza and like how does pizza and a taco work? But then I'm thinking pizza eggs and Chris, pizza eggs and a taco sound fantastic. So now you have your brunch version <laughs> it's of the like taco, a breakfast
2: taco. Yeah, that's uh, really
1: opening up the board here.
2: Because then, like an egg McMuffin in a taco, that would be good.
0: Ooh, yeah, hash browns. Put the hash browns in the taco. Yeah. Make the taco a hash brown.
2: TM.
1: Wow. That's it. That is it.
2: All right, before we release this episode, somebody get the
1: patent on (laughs) there. A huevos rancheros taco.
0: Telling you. Guys, let's go.
1: We have all these patents, by the way. Anybody listening, we already have them. We already did the work. We have them. We
0: We don't want to see these anywhere else. (laughs) The
1: date,
2: the date is January twelfth, twenty (laughs) twenty one.
0: I'm mailing this to myself right now. (laughs) Hash brown taco sealed send putting a stamp on it.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, um, let us know at brunch breakdown what you think the, the next food fast food war should be what, what food tacos, fries, you got something else. Let us know. All right, let's get into what we're listening to this week. Dan, Get us started. What are we listening to, man? Uh,
1: What I'm going to start with this week is Zara Larson and Young Thug put out a track called Talk About Love. And interesting collaboration. She's collaborated with a lot, right, with a lot of different people. And I love this collaboration between these two. It's like a very cool, very chill song. And it's, it, it's interesting. It's about like the, fra- the phase in a relationship like before you get real serious before you ask the like the love question of do you you know really love each other is this thing going all the way is this thing have what it takes uh so like not wanting to talk about love is really uh, what it's about and just enjoying that moment in a relationship that you know we've all been through so uh, the verse from young thug is perfect for this uh and it's off our upcoming album coming out on march 5th so really excited to hear more of that so talk about love zara larson in young thug to get started like it.
0: Chris, what are you listening to?
2: Uh, I went back in time a little bit and listened to a band that I was a huge fan of growing up. The band is uh Alistair. And wow. uh, yeah, right. Blast from the past. There. Yeah. And their last stop suburbia album was very, very popular. That was the one that got them super famous and well, <laughs> I guess not super famous, but like <laughs> famous. That was the one that got them on drive-through records, <laughs> and then they kind of they kind of disappeared for a while. And like, you got to live in my world, okay? That was super famous for me. The drive the the two thousand three drive-through invasion tour was like if Justin Bieber went on tour. That, that that's what that was <laughs> for me. Um, but they they ended up putting out an album in two thousand nine that like didn't really any play from anybody. Um, And I wanted to throw a song on the playlist this week, just because I was listening to that random album. And the song is called Alone. Uh, And it's super upbeat, super catchy. It sounds like it could have been on Last Stop Suburbia, but it kind of just missed the mark for most people. So 12 years later, why not throw it on the playlist?
0: Nice. Well, I'm going back in time too, Chris, because... I heard somebody uh, during a football game call someone Pretty Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as I heard that, I was like, going to listen to Grind On Me, the classic from the 2000s, from Pretty Ricky, telling you the song is just as ridiculous as the last time you heard it. (laughs) Telling you that right now. Just as ridiculous. Maybe even a bit more. Grind On Me, Pretty Ricky going on the playlist this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's <Terrific>. song. That's <laughs> terrific. Um, uh,
1: <laughs> my next one is going to be from Cheat Codes, uh, a trio kind of EDM group that I featured a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've had a lot of features on some singles that have come out off their up in, upcoming album, and they're all been really, really good. Uh, the latest one that came out last week uh, is with TikTok Sensation and uh, upcoming Uh, artist rapper uh, Lil Zell Chris I know you're big into Lil Zell you're a big Lil Zell guy Um, so the song is called No Chill Uh, again it's a classic kind of upbeat pop vibe that you get from Cheat Codes but it's just another one of their singles off this upcoming album uh, due out soon where these features from people that maybe some people even haven't even heard of uh, honestly and they're really turning them into really, really great songs. So, no chill from Cheat Codes and Lil Zell on the playlist.
2: A big Lil Zell fan. I got that was funny. I liked it. Um, my second song is going to be from the band Red City Radio, and this is an aggressive. This is an aggressive title. Okay, uh, if you want blood, be my guest. That's the song name. Um, and it is an aggressive song, but in a very poppy, catchy way, Dan, there's some group vocals in there. Uh, the lead vocalist for red city radio has a very unique kind of, uh, tone to his voice, uh, that I really, really dig. And, um, yeah, I want to put it on the playlist, but I I was kind of going back through some old music, uh, the other day and I heard group vocals and I just, I know Dan loves group vocals. So I thought, (laughs) yeah. Let's give this one a shot. I appreciate it.
0: This sounds like a song you would play when you bum rush the, uh, the New York NFL offices, the replay uh, offices. Is the, this a good one?
2: The key to the hook is we don't need a goddamn thing from you. And you're right, because that might be what we yell when we bust into the headquarters for the replay <laughs> booth. That is a great <laughs> is like I didn't even think about that but this ties into the, look at that we're bringing it full circle I love what it a theme.
0: Yes. what a theme well I got one from uh Olivia O'Brien I love Olivia O'Brien I've used I've said to her, I've definitely put her on the podcast a couple times she's got a new song out called uh, Better Than Feeling Lonely she uh makes very depressing love songs that are great they're just great they're really depressing though Uh, but I, I don't know if she has a boyfriend or not be weird if she does because man like She's always going through it, it seems, in her music. Yeah, right. So, but <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm like, are you? Are you, you asking that every day. You're Um, But yeah, better than feeling lonely. I love this song, and uh, I'm gonna put another song on there from her EP that's called uh, "It Was a Sad Fucking Summer." Because <laughs> I'm telling, she just, the, her her music moves me in a way that, like, I, I don't know. It's just she knows how to hit heartbreak and pull these strings. So, uh, Olivia O'Brien better than, uh, feeling lonely throwing that out there.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, my third one's going to be a little bit of a throwback. I traditionally don't go that route, but I'm, I'm going to join you boys in kind of the, the throwback here, uh, this week because uh, this past weekend, you know, try to support. I try to support our, any favorite artists that I have. They're all stuck. Their crews are stuck, not going anywhere. No tours, uh, obviously last year and for who knows how long this year. Uh, So artists, you know, do live streams and sometimes they're not all free. So uh, one of my favorite bands, Paris, put on a live stream this past weekend and they did a complete set of their sophomore album, uh, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. And it just had me digging back into those songs again. It's for the album from 2017. Um, I put some of their newer stuff on the playlist last year. Uh, So this is kind of a throwback to their harder alternative pop Uh, type of stuff uh, before they went a little bit more into the even poppier world, if you will, uh, electro type of style. So uh, What's Wrong is one of my favorite songs from that album. So throwing on an old Paris one for this week.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to uh, since I had one in honor of Dan, I have one in honor of Didi as well because um, Didi along with his Passionate takes about coronavirus. Uh, he's also he's also a great, been, father. <laughs> the great father and friend. He's also been um, outspoken about how Jason Derulo and his top ten could go up against anybody's top ten. So I thought I would put riding solo on the playlist this week as the retro replacement. Um, because that's probably, I don't know if that's in Didi's Dee top 10 of Jason Derulo. It's in my top 10 for Jason Derulo.
0: Uh, and yeah, I just love that
2: song. So we're putting it on the playlist
0: this week. A thousand percent, A thousand percent. Ryan solo is absolutely in that Jason Derulo top 10, which is somehow he's turned this TikTok thing into like actually making like, Decent songs on there again Like I, it's Jason Derulo Does nothing wrong Like
2: I think they said it on the Nick Broadcast they were like do you think kids are gonna Know of Jason Derulo from like his Singing career or are they
0: gonna know him as the TikTok guy Yikes. Yeah,
2: And yeah. they were like yeah and, the TikTok guy
0: Yeah and then did you hear what she said After that uh-uh. and she was like it's like Dolly Parton like she's known as the book lady
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh I remember hearing that
1: <laughs>
0: Oh she had a phenomenal it was- year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. T-shirt's coming soon. Yep. T-shirt's coming soon. All right. And uh, going to go to country for my last one. Uh, Haley Witters put out a song called "Filling My Cup. I love country drinking songs. This is a very good country drinking song. Uh, Haley Witters, she is going to, I think Haley Witters is going to be a huge star. Um, but anyways, she's got this great song out called "Filling My Cup. Big fan of it. Dan, you're not gonna like this. Chris, oh, you on. and Katie, gonna like this one for sure.
1: <laughs> well, Chris had one for me, so I'll take that as those will cancel each other out. So it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is what we are listening to. Make sure you check out the uh, the uh, Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify every week, updated every Thursday ish.
1: Dan, Friday ish. Yeah, it that works. That's usually up by yeah. Thursday. Push that out. On, yeah. Thursday's
0: yeah. good. So make sure you check out the Sounds of Brunch Play. It's updated every single week. Super good. It's a good one on right now. So make sure you check it out before we update it and when we update it. Well, guys, this has been fun, but we're going to do something uh, at the end of this because we have a couple minutes. Um, let's predict what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> what, <laughs> what what crazy thing is going to happen in the world um, tomorrow? Wow. There's no wrong answers here because if you would have told me last week that – the capital was going to get taken over, I would have been like, uh, you need some sleep, man. Right. What the hell's wrong <laughs> with you? Ooh. So basically anything can happen. And I feel like it always happens as soon as we hit stop record or the next day, whatever it is.
2: Well, and and part of this is because we have we have a habit here of speaking things into existence. And because of that, I'm going to go ahead and predict that tomorrow, a fast food chain that does not sell tacos is going to start selling tacos.
0: Wow. Okay. Not mad at it. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm- that Arby's curly fried taco is coming I- I- with cheese sauce.
2: Dan. Dan looks. Like- <laughs> that one hit Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my train
1: of thought is all over the place right now. <laughs> with that. Um, oh boy, this is <laughs> this is tough. I'm trying to like not predict something that's actually going to happen. I want to get ridiculous with this because if we would have predicted what happened last Wednesday on Tuesday, it would have sounded ridiculous. Um,
2: if we, you could predict that Wendy's ats us on Twitter. Speak I'm going to something get, good it into existence.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad you said. Well, you just stopped me in of tracks. I was about to predict something really sad and bad. Um, <laughs> I won't do that then. I won't do that. Um,
0: oh, boy. I got one. You got one? There will be a there will be several. Actually, yeah, there will be several NBA games before we come back again for another podcast that hit 200 points. Because people are going to be afraid to touch each other. I think that or they might have to wear sumo, uh, or they might have to wear sumo-like uniform costumes so they stay like six feet apart from each other to play basketball. But something weird is going to happen (laughs) in the NBA. But it's not going to shut down. Like we talked about earlier in the podcast. It's not going to shut down, no. But gameplay is going to get weird. And I don't know how, but that's what I'm predicting that we will probably be talking about next week, something weird happening in the NBA.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, damn. <laughs> I keep going back to my negative one. I, and I don't want to go there.
0: Um, Do it. Do it, Dan. Go we'll negative. Big,
1: go. There's going to be a, a big celebrity death before next week. It's oh. going to happen tomorrow. Okay. And it's unfortunate. It's going to happen, not COVID related.
2: You know, but it's going to be like Dan has inside information, and I don't like this at all. Yeah, you said it way too confident. <laughs> Remember that show, where like the-, the guy, like every day he gets the the newspaper for like the the day in the future. Oh, yeah. like Dan talked like he like that dude. Like I knew that. Like,
1: well, this is. Happening. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope not. I hate that my gut
0: went there. Well,
2: at least we could end on a high note
0: yeah seriously we I went got. Last. Man, how's that beer Chris? That Betty White's gonna die this week Jesus good job it's happening bad feeling how's that beer Chris is now the new <laughs> awkward moment how's transition that beer,
1: here's a prediction we're gonna have a great new music Friday this week because the last two have sucked so let's go let's go people step <laughs> up we need some Billy Eilish Billy Eilish single on Friday there it is
0: okay all right i like that i like that well we are out of here it has been the brunch breakdown make sure you follow us on all the social medias because we are um you know we're there and we're having all the fun on there as well check out the clips and check us out everywhere you listen to podcasts and uh we'll be live premiering it on youtube and on facebook and then you can watch them whenever you want so boys this has been fun it has has been fun great i enjoyed it We'll talk to you guys soon, tomorrow, for the brunch break. No, no. We'll talk to you guys next week for the brunch breakdown tomorrow. What the hell am I doing? I'm out of here. Goodbye.